Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Wednesday, December 30th, and we made it. 2020 is almost over. What a year. There's so many things we're going to remember from 2020, but let's just name three of our biggest stories at Axios Today. The coronavirus pandemic. Today I am officially declaring a national emergency. Two very big words. Black Lives Matter, a racial reckoning like we haven't seen in this country. And the 2020 presidential election. We've won with the most votes ever cast from presidential ticket in the history of the nation. Here to dive into all of these things with me are Axios White House editor Margaret Taleb and Axios co-founder Mike Allen. Margaret, Mike, good morning. Good morning, Nyla. Good morning, Nyla. Can we say that any of these one things are bigger than the other? Let's just start with what kind of news year this has been. Nyla, this is an unprecedented year. Obviously, the pandemic is a once in a century type of event, or at least let's hope that it is. The racial reckoning that came out of George Floyd's killing, a number of other tragedies and the pandemic combined have given major new legs to longstanding efforts to tackle structural reforms. And then the president's unprecedented efforts to fight the fair and accurate election results at every turn using every potential lever of power have created new tests of American democracy. And the implications are going to play out long after he's left office. There's so much. And let's maybe start with the coronavirus. Mike, when you look back on this year in the pandemic and we think about how that was a test to so many things in our country, how are you thinking about it now in December? Yeah, now how I'm thinking about the coronavirus is all of us who thought we knew everything or at least a lot or at least acted like we knew everything. We know nothing Remember when we thought that our mail would give us the coronavirus, right? And Nyla, if you think about it, how true is that of those other two issues that this year just reminded us of how far we have to go, how much the media has in its blind spot, how much listening we have to do. Because what strikes me about those three issues that you teed up is how connected they are. And I would say that this is all part of the great decoupling of America. Margaret, didn't we maybe think that the country would come together? The partisan polarization in this country has been a problem for many years. Over the last few decades, Barack Obama talked about there's no red states, there's no blue states, only the United States. And then the response to Obama's election was Donald Trump's election. And what we have seen in 2020 was a pandemic that exposed massive racial differences, massive socioeconomic differences, and most dominantly massive differences by party ID in terms of people's belief in institutions, in science, in mask use, in social distancing. When it comes to Black Lives Matter, we saw, again, the most dominant difference being the partisan divide between whether people believe that the description of structural racism or systemic racism is accurate. And then, of course, with the election, look at the shares of Republican voters in the United States who actually believe that there's any scintilla of evidence that there was massive fraud that impacted the election results. And these are all partisan polarization. And it occurs at a time when media use is fractured. People choose their own media realities. They choose the filters by which they understand what's happening around them. And then those filters reinforce what they already believe. I mean, this is a 
I think, very accurate and also rather grim assessment of the year in this country right now. So what does that mean for 2021? On that, I was just thinking when Margaret was talking, Niall, you and Margaret have both helped lead the Axios Newsroom's coverage of systemic racism this year. And our series is called Hard Truth. This has been a year of hard truths across all three of those interconnected colliding crises that you were talking about. You add to it the basically bloodless civil war that you have in the country. And then over all of it, you have climate. And so that's why we say that Biden, when he takes office on January 20th, he will have the biggest, most challenging, most complicated inbox of any president since FDR. I try to think about when there's a crisis, I try to look for the opportunity inside the crisis. What I think the opportunity that these three crises have given us, the pandemic, the racial justice movement that sprung out of 2020, and the elections crisis, which is an enduring crisis and it's still going on literally as we speak, what these three challenges have given us is an opportunity to see the cracks in the United States. We think about the United States as the dominant superpower of the world. We are at a real moment where these three crises have shown us all of our soft underbellies, our weak spots, our rifts, the places where the United States could come apart and come unglued. And now the challenge is, how do you put it back together? Can you put it back together? What in the past year has happened that gives you hope for 2021? Oh, there's a lot. Nyla, sorry. I'm going to jump in on that one. President-elect Biden was right. Democracy worked. And the fact that a record number of Americans voted and record number of people like on all sides, the fact that Joe Biden got the most votes of any presidential candidate in history, Donald Trump got the most votes of any loser in presidential history. I'm sure that he'd love to hear it expressed that way. But the access to voting was not the nightmare that we thought. It's much more difficult than it should be. It's difficult for a lot of people, but we didn't have the midnight lines all around the country that I think that we thought was very possible. And let's put in a word for our vaccine scientists who in a time frame that nobody thought could be done, America showed its ingenuity and its know-how. We have multiple working vaccines in less time than anybody thought was possible, that's hope. And it's something we're going to hear Joe Biden trying to balance. His tightrope is going to be talking about hope and also talking about realism. And that's going to be tough to balance. And I can tell you in the early days, I think it's going to be more realism than hope. He's been talking about the dark winter ahead, and that's what every economic and pandemic forecast would tell you. I have a great deal of optimism around one word in 2021, and that word is innovation. I think that the pandemic in particular, but also the Black Lives Matter movement and also the drama around the election, that the imperative for innovation has also created the freedom for innovation. Talk about cutting through the red tape. Everything from the vaccine to businesses saying, you know what, we're going to do our own pay transparency measures. We're going to do our own recruiting imperatives to make sure that we have more diverse workforces that are more sensitive to the issues that Americans are facing today, to elections where we saw the massive challenges of the pandemic force long-standing desires to make it easier to have a more direct democracy for many Americans who can't just get in line and take off on a Tuesday. 
All of these things portend the idea that when there is really a need for change, there is the possibility for change. Margaret Taleb and Mike Allen, let me be the first to say Happy New Year. Let's say goodbye to 2020 now, even though it's not over yet. Goodbye and good riddance. And let me be the first to say, have the best year. Axios Today is brought to you by Axios and Pushkin Industries. We're produced by Carol Wu, Nuria Marquez-Martinez, Kara Schillen, and Naomi Shaven. Our mix engineer is Alex Sugiyara. Dan Bobkoff is our executive producer. Sarah Kehalani Gu is our executive editor. And special thanks to Axios co-founder Mike Allen. At Pushkin, our executive producers are Leetal Malad and Jacob Weisberg. Thanks for listening, not just for today, but all this year. We are so grateful that you find us worthy of your time and look forward to being back with you again in the new year. We will be back on Monday. Have a safe and happy New Year's.